This is a presentation of the Woodland Church of Christ, meeting at 3370 Broad Street in Sumter, South Carolina. We meet for worship on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. We meet for Bible study at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday. If you have questions or comments on this lesson, you may email them to Fred Gosnell at fgosnell at ftc-i.net or to Arnie Granke at agranke. 440718 at TWC.com. Good afternoon. This is Arnie Granke and Fred Gosnell in Sumter, South Carolina. And this is What Does the Bible Say? We hope that, uh, uh, that you will visit us at the Woodland Church of Christ if you happen to be in the Sumter area, uh, either in the Air Force at Shaw Air Force Base or uh, uh, possibly on your way through, maybe going to the shore here as the weather's getting uh, a little bit more tolerable in that uh, in that direction, and uh, uh, worship with us and and have Bible study with us. Um, we we were we were talking about uh, some things that we can do that we'll never regret, and that we can look back at after that's all said and done and be glad that we uh, that we did them uh, and we started with 2nd Corinthians chapter 7 and beginning in, in verse 8 for though I made you sorry with my epistle I do not regret it though I did regret it for I see that uh, epistle made you sorry but for a season I now rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you were made sorry under repentance, for you were made sorry after a godly sword, that we might suffer loss uh, by us uh, in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation, a repentance that bringeth forth no regret. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. You know, it's, it's really impossible for us to know uh, the future. We can't predict very uh, easily with, with any kind of certainty the outcome of many of the things that we, that we do. Our hindsight is uh, usually a whole lot better than, uh, than our, our foresight uh, is. And uh, uh, so we can a lot of times understand uh, after the fact uh, the reasons why things turned out uh, the way that they did. Sometimes we'll be satisfied with them with the results of our deeds. Other times we'll uh, maybe wish that we'd done things uh, differently. So uh, that's why we're talking about some things that we'll, we'll never regret. And, and last week we talked about showing kindness to the aged. Fred, what do you say we, we, we talk a little bit about controlling our anger? Yeah, I think that's a good one because sometimes we don't do so well with that, do we? And, 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 uh, Solomon writes about that, and of course he writes a lot of Proverbs, uh, short, pithy sayings that are easily uh, remembered. In Proverbs 12 or 16, he says, A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covers shame. And of course, uh, you know, somebody gets, gets mad uh, r real quick, you know right away uh, a lot of what you need to know about him. Of course, when, when somebody gets mad, you know, once you say, well, once those words come out, you can't take them back. No, that's right. As they say, you know, you can't unring that bell. And and uh, when when we get angry, uh, we don't think about what we're saying. We just you know we just say things. And uh, uh, Solomon again says in Proverbs in Proverbs fifteen eighteen, 
He says, A wrath, wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger quiets contention. So, uh, you know, people get angry real quick, and then, you know, the guy next to him, he, he gets angry, and then pretty well you got a big argument going on, and, uh, you know, before you know it, uh, it gets out of hand. You know, we have road rage that uh, uh, we see happens a lot of times, you know, and uh, people get mad at what other people do, and then they start you know, using the, their car as a, as a weapon, basically. Making gestures at you. Yeah, but, yeah making, <laughs> making gestures is never good. No. But uh, uh, causes people to uh, uh, get angry. And then when, when you get, get angry, then you don't think about the things you do. You're just, you're just being uh, uh, carried along by your anger and, and not considering. And that's why uh, in Proverbs 15, 18, Solomon said, A wrathful, wrathful man starts of strife, but he that is slow to anger quiet contention so the best thing to do is just uh don't get angry right away just you know count to 10 and think about things before you uh you know blow off a bunch of steam and you can't stop yeah you always know when when another individual is is angry and sometimes we don't think about it ourselves when we become uh angry we don't we don't stop and say hmm i'm getting a little hot under the collar here i need to be careful uh, the, the, the I needed to be careful seems to have been, you know, what often happens after we've said or done something that uh, that maybe we regret a little bit. Uh, so this is this is about uh, avoiding those things that are that are certainly regretful, doing things that that we never have uh, any any qualms about. Uh, we we don't damage friendships. We don't damage relationships with with other people, uh, customers perhaps, or or coworkers that we work with, or or any of that. If if we can take things in stride and think about them before we answer uh, a a situation, and uh, sometimes it's better just to leave things unsaid uh, when when uh, uh, anger starts to. Uh, starts to brew in our in our hearts. Proverbs chapter fourteen uh, talks about that as as well. I, I love the book of Proverbs, Fred. Uh, Solomon covered so many topics there in short, pithy statements um, that were actually used in Israel to to teach uh, their their children uh, because they could learn a, a little sentence that only had two parts in it. Uh, a, a don't and a do, uh, or vice versa. And uh, uh, usually it was poetic, actually, in, in Hebrew. It doesn't seem poetic in, in English, but, but the way that their poems worked uh, did. And, and so it stuck with them. And, and they could learn it when they were five or six years old, and it would, still, it would still be in their minds and in their hearts, hopefully, in their 50s, 60s, and, and uh, 70s. But Proverbs chapter 14, beginning in, in verse 6, uh, one who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil. Two things to think about there, uh, being cautious and, and just not going any further than you have to go. It's dangerous out there. Let's, let's avoid that. But a fool is reckless and careless. And, and that's where the, where the danger lies. Verse 17 says, uh, a man of quick temper acts foolishly. We, we don't always think about the things that we're about to say, as, as you pointed out a moment ago, uh, or, or that we're about to do, 
you know what are going to be the repercussions uh, for for this um, and he says and a man of wicked intentions is hated so a, a good way to get people to dislike you is to be an individual who's temperamental easily provoked easily angered uh, who who says or or does things uh, that at least hurt people's feelings and maybe hurt uh, uh, hurt people's uh, physically or or in other in other ways. Uh, verse twenty nine says, "He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that hath an hasty temper exalteth folly." So so when there's, there's something that that occurs that that irritates us uh, the the best way to to deal with it actually is to is to wait before we we unless it's an emergency you know somebody's about to fall off of a cliff or drown or something well then uh, then maybe uh, uh, action is is immediate has to be immediate but but for most of the things that they don't have catastrophic uh, situations attached to them, so we can think about them over overnight and say, "What's the best way to deal with this? What, if it's my boss, it's a coworker, it's a neighbor, uh, somebody else in the congregation, somebody in in the community, uh, you know, an official uh, in the government, or something like that. What, what's the best way to uh, to deal with them? You and I were talking about a uh, a politician a little while ago that I had mentioned." Uh, that I thought about sending him him a letter, but I think we'd both come to about the same conclusion that it wouldn't have made any difference. He's already got his mind made up. Um, I'm not going to agree with him, and he's not going to agree with me because it's a moral issue that we're talking about there. And uh, so, so what's really the point of uh, of all of that? And he's not even uh, not even my senator or congressman. So. Uh, so the, there, there's probably not much point in saying because he'd just wad the wad the letter up and throw it away, uh, or maybe get mad and and uh, say to the FBI, "Oh, we need to investigate that cranky fellow." Yeah, just all kinds of things can happen. We can avoid those things uh, if we're careful and think about what we're going to say, what we're going to do, or whether we're even going to do it. You know, and, and by the way, he was angry when he was saying the things that he said. He was very angry. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Solomon tells us, uh, you know, how to how to avoid that in uh, Proverbs fifteen verses one and two. He says, "A soft answer turneth away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools poureth forth foolishness." And I mean, you know, uh, that's that's so true. You know, uh, don't participate in it. You know, have a soft answer and not a not an angry answer. If if it's somebody that's uh, uh, speaking to you and, and they're angry with you, uh, don't participate in it. Uh, 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 keep your answers, uh, keep your uh, discussion uh, soft and not harsh, uh, and and you can uh, you can cool down the discussion. And then he, he says that, you know, a wise person, tongue of the wise, uses knowledge rightly. So, so, so uh, of course, uh, a person wouldn't know about these things unless they read the Proverbs that Solomon wrote. And, and we remember that uh, uh, the Lord gave Solomon uh, more wisdom than, than anybody had had uh, uh, before that. So uh, we ought to listen to what he has to say, and we ought to implement those, those words, and uh, we would be better off... Uh, uh, if we did that, 
and we would not participate in a in an angry discussion with somebody that that might get out of hand and and you know you never there's always consequences to the things that we do and we don't always know how the things are going to turn out a lot of times they turn out a whole lot worse than we than we ever intended because the words that we use we can't take them back and and uh, uh, sometimes you can apologize and even the apology somebody does not necessarily accept your words and uh, so it can be really bad and, and that's why we have to control ourselves and, and not participate in, in, in an angry exchange with someone. Uh, you know, keep our head cool and uh, you use a soft answer when you have that discussion. How many times have you seen somebody uh, in, in both of us have long, long lifetimes so far <laughs> uh, there, but how often have you seen uh, somebody that, that throws something, breaks something, you know, slams it around or whatever because of his, his anger uh, or, or, or acts in some other foolish way? Coming back to the idea of road rage, you know, you just have some angry people that are out on on the highway. Uh, I, I'd rather, I guess, that they make a gesture at me uh, if if they're going to do anything. Uh, but they're liable to cut you off, to come into your lane too quickly, and and uh, you could have a collision, uh, or or they do other stupid things like stomp on the gas and and uh, could run into somebody else or, or not see somebody that's about to try to cross the road and, and hit them and kill them. All kinds of dangerous things can happen as a re unfortunate things can happen as a result uh, just of the, the road rage things or, or rage at work or wherever it might uh, uh, happen to be. If we think in terms of our family, you know, our, our family is, they're our family. Uh, what we say and do affects our children, affects our spouse, uh, maybe other relatives as well. So we need to think before we speak and think before we uh, we act. Um, I'm I'm looking at First uh, uh, Peter chapter two, and uh, uh, in in First Peter chapter two, uh, Peter's talking about uh, Christ suffering for us, and and he said beginning in. In verse verse 21 uh, he said for even hereunto were you called because Christ also suffered for us leaving an example that you should follow in his steps that's a key phrase folks if you if you make notes in your Bible I hope that you do uh, underline that or highlight uh, highlight that leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps who did those sin Neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, boy, he was reviled a lot. Just read the accounts of his trial uh, before, the, uh, before the high priest in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, uh, and John. And, and uh, uh, here he was, he was, he was reviled. Uh, uh, he uh, re reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not but committed himself to him that, that, judgeth, uh, that judgeth righteously. I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, of some people who not only are angry individuals, but, uh, but they actually brag about it. You know, if, they, if they've said something or done something, you know, boy, I cut him off and, you know, I shot him a bird and I did this and I did, did that, you know. 
the brag about their their wrath and their and their lack of of self uh, self control. Boy, I told him, you know. Well, it, none of none of that's very mature. It shows it it shows uh, a lot of uh, a lot of lack of self control. Nobody would nobody would uh, uh, brag about having wet his pants. You know, that's a lack of self-control, a lack of physical control. Why would a person brag about the same thing if it has to do with his behavior? You know, uh, a lack of a lack of self-control, anger, rage, or or uh, whatever. Uh, so, so you know, let's not be saying, "Boy, I told him off." Let's calm down, get the let the situation pass. Think about. What's the best uh, remedy for it, and and then act accordingly in a, in a way that's wise. Yeah, and well, you know, sometimes you know we get angry sometimes, and uh, uh, for for good cause. Uh, talk about you know righteous anger, and uh, uh, some some family member may have done something that was really seriously wrong, and. And, and we were uh, trying to explain to them why it was, and we were angry because of the consequences that, that could have been involved with that. But, but then uh, we ought not take that anger uh, to bed with us, as uh, Paul would say in, in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. He said, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your ass, neither give place to the devil. So, so uh, uh, you know, sometimes something might happen that, that was really serious and wrong, and uh, we're angered over that, and because of the consequences that that, that could have entailed. But uh, after we've uh, explained the situation to say our 15-year-old son or, or our 16-year-old daughter, uh, don't let the sun go down upon that wrath. You know, then then take care of that, and then uh, you know say, okay, well, uh, we're we're finished with that instruction now. Uh, let's let's go on with life and and let's not uh, uh, stay in that situation anymore. But, uh, you, you know, if, if you don't take care of those things and you don't uh, get back to a normal uh, discussion with, uh, with those people, then uh, that's not good because things, things fester. You know, if, if, if you don't apologize or you don't uh, make sure, I don't hold anything against you, but this was really serious, and that's why I was a little angry at you. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're done with that, and... and uh, uh, put that, you know, put that to bed, and we'll press on with life and and uh, do the best that we can with it. Some sometimes uh, people do things that are just absolutely wrong. Not not necessarily showing hostility toward uh, toward you, but but things that that are harmful to others and harmful to property and and so forth uh, like that. And and it calls for. Uh, righteous indignation, and uh, Jesus, as as calm an individual as he often was, uh, as he usually was, also uh, exhibited righteous indignation. Things were just absolutely wrong, and they needed to be dealt with and and straightened out uh, immediately. Uh, it, the, the situation in the temple. Uh, when he cleansed the temple in Matthew chapter 21 is, is an illustration of, of righteous indignation um, uh, beginning, at, beginning in verse 21 of Matthew 18. Then came Peter to him at, uh, let, let me back up here, I'm on the wrong, 
wrong place. Uh, Jesus went into the temple of God, and I want Matthew 21, verse 12. Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple. Uh, just stop and think what, what had happened here. Uh, you, you had sacrificial animals for sale. It was like they turned the temple into a bazaar. Uh, there, there were uh, uh, coin exchange, money exchanges that were that were going on. The uh, uh, the Roman money was not acceptable for use in the temple, so you had to change your Roman money to temple uh, money and uh, uh, to purchase the. Uh, the sacrifices and the other fees and and to give your contributions and so forth uh, like that and and then if you had money left over you couldn't use the temple money out in in public so you had to change back to the to the Roman uh, money so uh, every time that you changed from one currency to the to the other uh, the exchangers charged you a fee and it was usually an exorbitant uh, fee. So, uh, so that's what what Jesus is is talking about here when when he says, or what uh, Matthew's talking about when Jesus overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said to them, "It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, which you have made it a den of thieves." And that's exactly what it. Uh, what it was. These people were not honorable businessmen. Uh, everything that was going on in the temple was crooked. Uh, I refer to a lot of the officials in the temple and many of the uh, many of the people who did business in there as being the, the Jerusalem mafia, and that's about what they were. Uh, they they were corrupt and and criminal in their in their business. So no wonder Jesus was was uh, uh, indignant uh, about this. Every time he came to the temple, he saw exactly the same thing. This is three times, a minimum of three times a year, uh, up to about age 33. So we're talking about a hundred times that he's, uh, nearly, that he's uh, come there and seen uh, these things that were just absolutely irreverent. And uh, uh, there's, there's a place for righteous uh, indignation. Oh yes, and and, and of course, uh, we have relationships with people, and we have a lot of discussions with them sometimes, and and uh, uh, a lot of times we disagree. Uh, brethren disagree sometimes on the things that they discuss, and and Peter asked the Lord about that in Matthew eighteen twenty one and twenty two, and and it said then came came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Boy, that's generous. That's that. That's a, that's a generous offer there, and 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 of course you know that's a, that's a good good question to ask. People have discussion. People get angry. People may sin against one another. The things that they say, uh, and uh, so Peter wants to know. Okay, well, how often should I forgive him? Seven times. Well, but the Lord said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. And, and that's he, he's not literally meaning seventy times seven, but that, that would certainly work out. Just but, a but huge that's a, number. That's just any number of times. Well, whatever, however many of times it takes uh, to forgive your brother for his sin against you, that's what you ought to do. 
course, one of the things that, that uh, Jesus said when, when they uh, asked about prayer, uh, he uh, said, well, uh, you know, forgive people, because if you don't forgive them, the Lord won't, won't forgive you. And so uh, uh, that's, people need to remember that. You know, sometimes, sometimes you hear people say, well, you know, I'll forgive him for that, but I'll never forget it. Well, you know, that's not forgiveness. <laughs> You know, when the Lord forgives us, He forgets about the sin. He doesn't. He doesn't hold it against us. Not that He, He doesn't know about it anymore. He knows about it, but He doesn't hold it against us anymore. So, so uh, someone sins against you. You know, you're obligated to forgive him. And, and He's, of course, He's talking here about. He says, "My brother." And uh, so, so brethren need to have uh, forgiving spirits. And and uh, uh, because if we don't forgive others of their sin, then uh, we're not going to get the forgiveness from uh, God that uh, we uh, certainly want. So, well, I'm I'm looking at uh, Matthew chapter six here uh, right now, and it it agrees with what you just said a moment ago. I don't think you read the passage uh, there, verses fourteen and fifteen. You didn't read that, did you? Uh, where where Jesus said, "If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you." But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I, I suppose when we're when we're younger, we might have a, a little bit of a tendency to think we're always always right. Uh, uh, now that I'm much older, uh, I I realize that I've been very wrong on a lot of things at a lot of uh, a lot of times, and there's a lot that. Uh, that I've done or said or, or even thought that uh, that uh, I hope the Lord will forgive. I'm sure he has, you know, but but if I want that forgiveness, I have to be willing to uh, to give that to, uh, to to others. Even in any conversation that you have, we all have been to different places, done different things. We have we have different backgrounds. Uh, and, and so since our experiences have not all been identical, Sometimes we have information feeding into a situation that somebody else may not have, or he has information feeding into it that's different from, from ours. And so what he says may very well be right, and we don't realize it because we haven't experienced those same things uh, now. Since you're so much older than I am, Fred, by a year and a half. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's true. And, you know, you're, you, you have more experiences as you get older, and, and hopefully you, you do learn some things. And, uh, but, you know, concerning forgiveness, one of the things that I remember, uh, well, there's two things that, that I always remember. One is when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And, and they hadn't repented. There's nobody had repented yet. They were still crucifying him. And, and, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Of course, he had already forgiven them. He did not hold that against them. And then uh, uh, Stephen said basically the same thing as he was being stoned. He said, Father, hold, hold not this sin against them. So, so, you know, we just have to need to remember that and uh, it's dependent upon God's forgiveness of us based on whether we forgive other people and and you know if you are going to wait for somebody to come to you and say I, you know I'm sorry I did that and you know I repent and all that that may not happen 
you're obligated to go ahead and not hold that against them. Go ahead and forgive them, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, if they uh, come and talk to you, then there's no problem then. You've already taken the, you've already taken the step. And then, you know, Paul, uh, Paul, in writing to the brethren at Ephesus, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, 31 and 32, he says there, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ hath forgiven you. So, of course, that's a, that's a prescription to have peace among the brethren, among those of a local congregation. Uh, don't hold these things against people. Don't, don't have any bitterness against them or any wrath or any anger or any evil speaking, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, uh, apologizing when wrong probably next week when we have a little more time. But, uh, and the last thing he says there, uh, forgiving one another, and his, his point is that even as God in Christ hath forgiven you, you know, uh, uh, Jesus paid the price and uh, we're forgiven based upon our obedience to his will. So many times, especially among politicians, you uh, something will have come up and, and they'll be demanding an apology. You know, you don't always need an apology. You know, some things are so insignificant that, and you, you understand it was just a mistake that an individual made. Uh, he, he, didn't attend, he didn't intend to, uh, you know, be wrathful or anything of, uh, of that sort. It was, you know, just, a, just an error on his part. And, and so we, we wipe it out of our mind. And, and it might be that at some later point he says, he says to you, hey, you know, when I did such and such a thing or said this, this thing or that, uh, you know, I was wrong and I really apologize. And sometimes you've just already forgotten about it. And, it, and it's just not a big deal uh, we're not going to hold it against him, and and uh, uh, we can forgive without even having uh, the request made uh, to us. Well, let let's do plan on talking uh, next uh, next Lord's Day about uh, apologizing when we're when we're wrong. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we hope that that uh, all of us will be controlling our anger this week. That you'll have a profitable week that you'll worship uh, with the Lord's people on the Lord's day. We look forward to seeing you on that day next week. Have a good week.